millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we were joined uh, this afternoon by comedian Gavin Webster. He's a Newcastle fan. Bit nervous, I think it's fair to say, about tonight's uh, game against... Uh, who are they playing? Mine's gone blank. Norwich. Tonight. Norwich, that's Norwich right. Tonight, Six-pointer. Yeah, exactly. And, they, and we gave him a couple of ideas for players they should sign, which yeah. he wasn't quite he wasn't sure about. Was he keen no, no. on? One is a returning player. Um, Rupert Bell joined us and... Uh, we discussed golf, football, racing, and death metal. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. We had a bit of a chat. In one case, a slightly longer chat. Very long. But Charlie hit us with one of those stories that goes, and that man was the kind of story you do. We should do more of those on Thursday, Paul. Yes, we'll, we should. We'll have people's And uh, is that about it? I think it probably that's is. It. I'm yeah. sure that, that'll, that'll, that's enough. That'll, that'll keep you going. Here it all is. <laughs> This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker with you through until four here on Talks. But weather this afternoon, Charlie, just listening to Fletch there talking about Manchester United's interim boss. Oh yeah. It, it struck me that um, if you know, he's, he's a nightmare for vent acts, isn't he? <laughs> if who's the Man United interim boss that Oh I What was that? Oh I It's really hard to what, say if What was he banned from the training ground? A bottle of beer. That's it, yeah. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Crush up. <laughs> So anyway, at, at, apropos of nothing, but you could tell us uh, some of the people from sport. There's a bit of a nightmare if you're a ventriloquist. I mean, it's a bit of a good Charlie, luck. Good luck with that. Paul. Charlie's <laughs> choice on a <laughs> Tuesday. I'm just saying. I mean, we'll get some okay. strange answers. See, that's why I'm not winning the award. <laughs> anyway, what's coming up, Charlie? Coming up over the next three hours, we'll look ahead to tonight's Premier League games with Newcastle supporting Gavin Webster and Palace fan Elliot Steele. A Ballon d'Or judge tell us us why he didn't vote for Messi, and we're in Oz to discuss. Discover why bad weather and the new variant could derail the ashes. That's right. We'd also welcome your un-Ronaldo-like mundane ambitions. And we'll look at the task facing the new coach of Fort William. Yes, there's all this. Plus, we'll look at the hot picks of the world darts draw. And Coventry 87 Cup winner Dave Bennett pays tribute to his old gaffer, John Sillett. It is seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. 
Good afternoon, Charlie. And let me start by congratulating you, Max and Barry, for the fine win in the Football Supporters Association Awards Radio Show of the Year. Mm. The warm-up. The warm-up, Paul. Yeah, congratulations. That's very kind of you, Paul. Very That's good. very kind of you. We're, um, I'm very pleased. Very, very pleased. Yeah. Um, Max won about everything. So I don't know if it was just yeah. Max's family and friends <laughs> it voting was. on it was a big it. Russian push. I think it was. He, it he really went it's really lovely. pushed it. Fantastic. Well done. Good stuff. I've had a lovely... Um, Lovely uh, gift from, you know, my best uh, Wales team, Paul, yeah. who I absolutely wrote off the other week. Yeah, we, we, and since then, they've been on my case. Well, we were doing a Paddy Acker, weren't we? And yes. it was a quiet day. It was international week. And there was only a few games on. And, and, I, and you I did said, League of Wales, and you said Aberystwyth would get cuffed. Well, they were playing a TNS, Total yeah. Network Salute. No, they're not there. Well, they're not well, they, no, 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 they, they were. Anymore, they, no, no, no. But anyway, they're top of the league. Aberystwyth weren't, and you said this Even is... the Paddy Power guys laughed at me and said, well, yeah. Yeah, so of course they're going to lose that 9-1 yeah. on or something like That's that. That's right, they you were. Know, they yeah. were, something like that. Anyway, we've since had them on the show. Yeah. Since we're all over Twitter, it's an absolute love fest. You love them they're, now, don't they're you? They're unbeaten since I've been in... in... You're kidding. They're... <laughs> They've won twice, Paul. Oh, okay. They've won twice. They play again Friday night, Connor's Key, at okay. home. They play Friday I night, I love the fact you are now kind of, you're invested in them. That's great. I mean, they'll never get anywhere near my beloved girls, but, you know. No, still, another it's nice seaside to have a backup, team. isn't it? They sent me a shirt, Paul. Yeah. Sent me a shirt. It's the home shirt. It's green. Signed by all the boys. That's so lovely, signed isn't it? by all the lads. And on the back, it's got John. John 23. John 23. Which, 23. Is that, have you seen what passage of the Bible verse for? Not John 316. <laughs> yeah, there we are. So thank nice you very much. much to do thank that. You. Very kind thank of you. Thank you, Aberyst with Town, for my shirt. I shall wear it next yeah. time I play five aside. They're lovely stuff. Now, ambitions. Would you sign shirt? Are you going to wear a signed shirt for five well, aside? Uh, in. I'm not being rude, but I wish they hadn't signed it. <laughs> really? Because now you feel duty-bound to go out and get quite an expensive glass glass cab- cabinet for Exactly, it. you know. Or one of those get busts it framed now, Paul. on a motor that Stephen Gerrard and Michael Owen have at home in their museum room. So, yeah, like when they've swapped lovely, shirts yeah. and it's on a proper bust lovely, and it yeah. revolves in a perfectly Who's that? Case. Oh, that's John 23 from... Aberystwyth, what's his first name? Yeah. Don't ask any no, more no, questions. Be nice enough to send it. Don't start. I'm not slagging it off. I'm just having a pop. Em. I mean, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna wash it. Does Sharpie come Don't out? Set light to it. No, he's not really. <laughs> Aberystwyth. It's a lovely shirt. It is nice. Lovely shirt. Very now, nice. Uh, ambitions. We'll oh, yeah. talk ambitions. We are going to talk about the Ballon d'Or shortly because we're very lucky to have one of the judges uh, uh, join oh, yeah. us. One of those that gets to vote. Um, Who does he, get to vote on it? Well, we'll find out. We'll find out from uh, from oh, the right. man himself, shortly, Henry Winter from the Times. Um, but uh, you're probably aware that Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't happy with uh, France football's, I think it was his editor-in-chief, had said, uh, Ronaldo once told me that all he wanted to do, his ambition in life was to get more Ballon d'Ors than Messi. And he's very upset. He's called, yeah. the, he's called the man in question a liar. Oh. And he's actually told you what his ambition is. He said, the biggest ambition of my career is to leave my name written in gold Golden letters in the history of world football. And I thought, <laughs> that's a mighty ambition, yeah, isn't it? it? And is, it struck me that none of the talk sport listeners, maybe even yourself, Charlie, you've got maybe more sort of prosaic, mundane uh, ambitions. Just it might be that you might want to be able to put your trousers on in the morning without falling over. Maybe your ambition isn't quite as lofty as um, your name being written. I want to be able to fit letters. into this uh, slim fit football shirt I've been sent. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, that is in your power. Exactly. That is definitely in your power. It's a great ambition. And that the good people of um, Itsu as well. <laughs> who do, do make a smaller... They do make a smaller portion if you are in... I've got to get through the show, Paul. eat that much rice. So... <laughs> 
gluten free. <laughs> so uh, yeah, tell us about your mundane ambitions. Uh, if or well, maybe not, maybe you want to have your name written in golden letters in the history of world football. Yeah, maybe that'd be nice. I think we it? all do, but we do, it's unlikely we're going to do is, that. Is your now. name written anywhere, Paul? Like on, it on, is a, on a on a mess on a not a message board on a on an honours board somewhere, yeah, or it is. maybe I'm, on a, a trophy. I wasn't aware of this. It was uh, it was our mate Lee Mack who told us. Oh, he yeah. went up to the BBC a little while ago. He said. You're on. You're on this this corridor, the comedy corridor at the BBC. Right. Your name's on this. They, they used to go do a comedy bursary. They've been doing it for years. Okay. A lot of great people have done it. Stuart Lee did it. Richard Herring oh. did it. Lots of Hunter and Doherty, uh, Rory McGrath, Jimmy Marvel, yeah. people. Simon Blackwell, great writers, yeah. still working in in TV and stuff. And uh, so one year I fluked my way onto it. No, so in nineteen eighty six, and they have this this kind of role of honour of all the people who've done it, and they kind of engrave yeah. it. But I'm, I'm sure quite a lot. I, I had no idea. Quite a lot of the listeners, um, I would imagine, are up there. Maybe they've, they've been club captain in the Lovely, cricket. Yeah. Just to see your name in gold letters, oh, I'd love that. Would that be nice. You? Where, where's your name engraved or written in gold letters? That'd Have you lovely. got your name engraved um, on a trophy? Cub of the year, I was Paul in 1987. Locally, not not nationally. I was going to say that would be fantastic. <laughs> cub of the year. It's a cup your of the dad's, year. Your dad's got an. Uh, My dad's on a uh, on a uh, plaque. No, no, what are they on? A shield. Oh, it's on yeah. a shield uh, for longest runner bean. Oh, that's tremendous! Isn't, isn't that it? lovely? Longest yeah. runner bean in the village in Tingrace. In the village, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's a hard thing to grow, Paul. Yeah, a runner bean in the first place. Yes, yeah, and true. then to, to to try and and he used to have a friend who'd come up and measure it. And if really? he didn't think he had a longer one... <laughs> oh, uh, come on now. Well, come on, Charles Hawtrey. <laughs> if he didn't think he had a long one, he wouldn't enter. Imagine, Imagine so that. You, you walking past the room as a young boy and saying, will you come up and measure it for me? <laughs> Doris won't do it for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah love Anyway, that. you get the idea with that. Talksport.com, text 81089, yeah. tweet your less than lofty ambitions, uh, which probably aren't in line with Cristiano Ronaldo's. Uh, this is all about the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. We'll kick off talking about that. When you were talking con- about the Ballon d'Or earlier, and you said there was an obvious winner and the, and, and, uh, the judging went a different way, I thought you were talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. Because <laughs> really? I think you're absolutely right, Paul. Crystal Versace was robbed. Well, no, well Crystal Versace won. Uh, you K- could- Kitty Scott Claus was robbed. You could be talking a foreign language, <laughs> I should maybe should check it out. Really, oh, well, very really odd should. picture that you've sent out wearing that shirt, Charlie. <laughs> Is it? A bit creepy. That. Well, that's just how I am. A bit of a creepy. Just, just got a look a creepy of, uh, picture, Charlie. Okay. Sent out. If you want to go and spot Twitter, that, on, go and have a look at Twitter the in the backwards Aberystwyth shirt. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Newcastle United, as you've just been hearing, take on Norwich City tonight. And the feeling is, unless they get something from these next couple of games, uh, their goose is cooked, despite the fact there's a lot of games still to come. Yeah, there will be money to spend. Clocks have only just gone back, Paul. Mm. People panic, don't they? Too dramatic. Let's have a chat now with uh, Newcastle United fan, uh, comedian Gavin Webster. Good afternoon, Gavin. Hello, lads. How big is tonight in your eyes? Would you say? I mean, is it? This, I mean, you just need something to kickstart, get that first win, yeah. and uh, and you, you could you could be off and underway. Yeah, you'd like to think so. I think uh, I think a, a win is important tonight. I don't want to do the the, the cliche thing of seeing a, a scruffy one nil win because I don't think mm. I think that's that's kind of ridiculous. I always think um, it, just a win will do, even if it. <laughs> Even if it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. So you, you'd rather go for an entertaining 5-0 win than a scruffy 1-0 I mean, win, is what you're saying. Interesting. I've, I've watched some great 1-0s down the years, haven't you? I mean, oh, I've yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen some good 0-0s, but we won't go down that yep. route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you want some maximum to, to be, be his brilliant self, just run at Norwich and, and give him what for. But Norwich have picked up some form, and they have. Yeah, they're they're starting to put something together now. I think I think even even teams that go down bottom of the table in in history in football history they always they always have a good run at some point. You know, that even if it's just a couple of games, uh, and this may be our team, it may be Norwich's team. I don't know, but so we've certainly got the we've just got to get a maybe, maybe if you've got like a couple of wins on the bounce, it makes all the difference. Mm. Doesn't what it tends to do. Um, I think they've said there's going to be £50 million to spend on players in January and I'm sure a few Newcastle fans will 50 million quid they've got that down the back of the settee haven't they <laughs> they must be thinking 50 I, thought, I was thinking 100, at least 150 just to get us out of trouble I mean 50 could potentially get you a couple of good players It could. I mean I would imagine it's, it's that difficult thing if you could get because players want to play in the World Cup you could bring in some quality players on loan potentially who need game time but then how invested are they in it if they're just passing through That that's the danger but who can you get in January who's going to you know who's going to be going to be sort of committed to the cause well, I would I wouldn't like to see any names because, as you say, it's 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 who who would you who would you like you know in a in a fantasy world who would you like but who would you practically want to have if you know do you know what I mean just to mm. get us through these next few months it, it's 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 a difficult one I mean it's always a difficult dilemma with clubs that are getting promoted isn't it because you need teams to get you up and then you have to um, you know ditch that squad and have a new a, a new lot that's the it's a it's a problem with modern football I think. Um, do you, you, you have to sell something to somebody that for, for the next few months, perhaps, rather than the next few years? And a, and a football career is short. So, 
I don't know. It is a bit of a dilemma, but it's not. It's a nice dilemma, though, isn't it? You know, because he's got money to spend. Oh, you, pl- yeah. you pleased about Eddie Howe, Gav? I mean, he probably thought he had <clears throat> probably had fifty million quid to spend at Bournemouth. He's probably gone, <laughs> gone, to the, <laughs> gone, to the, gone to the world's richest club, and, just, he's, and he's got the same budget as he's got at Bournemouth. I'm sure, if someone comes out of the woodwork, if Mbappe does fancy leaving in January, they'll they'll find the money somehow. But, yeah, but I think fifty is the basic amount they've got. You maybe you pleased with Eddie Howe? Are you, Gav? Yeah, I, I think that's the the best option that we could have got at this particular time. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, don't, I mean, I don't know any, whether anybody knows what somebody like Den Targ is like at, at Ajax. I don't know how he works or anything. But I think we're all quite aware of what uh, Eddie Howe can offer. He, he seems mm. to work very hard. He always seems to be there and he's... he's he puts the hours in, and uh, <laughs> you sound like a bit he like turns that, up. that teacher who gives somebody a C plus in games at school. He always does his best. <laughs> yeah. you're, not, you're not making him, you know, sound like Pep here at all. <laughs> well, you know, I, it was it was actually I'll, I'll be I'll um, give this away. It was a bit of a dig at previous regimes. Really, at least he actually turns up and, oh. and, oh, that's and, true. and does a, a lot of them. Um, there's a lot of sessions rather than disappearing on a holiday, but I'll, I'll not see any more. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Eddie Howe's going to look at form players from the championship. I mean, there's a guy who scored a couple of the weekend, Andy Carroll. I don't know if you saw that. He scored oh, yeah. a couple. Maybe you could go <laughs> back into the championship. Danny, drink water. You could probably bring those to him for 50 million quid. <laughs> Yeah. Andy Carroll turns up. Same Andy Carroll, or was it somebody with the same? No, 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 same Andy Carroll. Same Andy Carroll. Yeah. Scored for Reading at the weekend. Don't worry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's quite a few players that, that have got a bit to prove. I mean, Lascelles can't play tonight, and nor can Matt Ritchie, and I saw Alan yeah, Shearer saying today, maybe that's yeah. just as well the way they've been playing. But there's a whole bunch of players who've got a lot to prove before January, especially as they're players that could come in, one or two of them can find themselves maybe shipped out, either sold or on loan. So who's the core? When you think of the, the players that you want to see in a Newcastle shirt once the revolution is kind of really taking off and, and they're spending serious money, who are, the, who are those core players that you definitely want to keep? Well, he's, he's going to give these people a fair crack of the whip, which whether he intended to do that or not, he's, he's been forced to do that. So that's quite good because you have to, if you prove yourself over a month or two, you know, and get your way into the side, you, you like for example, Shelby's been in and out over the years, but he's, He's now being given a, a role by Eddie Howe to to be the the playmaker. I think that's quite an old fashioned word now. Remember that was when that was a new word, and everybody thought that was fancy mm. Lillis old bit old old hat now. But the the man that makes the play, um, the ball player, and I, I like Shelby. And if he was to be given a few more games, let's see what he's got and see if he can be the linchpin, you know, as regards keeping us up. But if I think if you get five or six games and you don't really perform, I think that's fair enough. You could be shipped out then. Maybe the long staff said, uh, uh, short, yeah. um, Dawn, you know, he could get another chance. Yeah. He, they he started up, he started very well, then he didn't yeah. do so disappeared, well. Disappeared, didn't he? Yeah, he sort of disappeared. When you describe them, they sound like a folk act, don't they? <laughs> Fantastic. The Cambridge Folk Festival. A jug of punch with the long staff. Saturday night, the long staffs. <laughs> yeah, could just fiddle and guitar, both sing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do a bit of patter in between. The yeah, songs. yeah, they do. Yeah, they tell you one the songs. Fi- and then one finger in the ear, and, yeah, well, and they're off. Yeah. With Ward Geordie lost his penga. My lady, <laughs> we're doing all that. The long stars, ladies Ward and gentlemen. Ward Geordie's lost his penga. Yeah, Ward yeah, Geordie's yeah. lost his penga. There we are. <laughs> what have you got on? What have you got on coming up, Gav? What have you got coming up, Gav? What have you got coming up, mate? I'm hoping to have a book out shortly. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my first attempt at a book called um, Buddhism and Other Such Rubbish. It's about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, that will divide the room, won't it? Why me? I'm probably among the Buddhists and non-Buddhists. I'm mean. sure. That, I'm sure they'll forgive just, you. Though. We weren't expecting that. All our Buddhist listeners. Yeah. We were, I mean, I'm sure you'll you'll be willing to forgive him because that, that is very much in your nature. Um, so, so when's it out, Gav? Well, hopefully, hopefully in about about a month. I don't think I can quite make it to the Christmas market, but that's another big Buddhist thing. Is, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's no. Actually, very quickly, it's it's about that. That title is indicative of, of people that know very little about subjects that mm. that bang on about them and they don't know a great deal. And it, and it, there's lots of examples of that, and that's oh, just yeah. one. Especially um, at the moment. Yeah. More yes, than ever. <laughs> we won't go into that. And on that note, um, it's Drive with Andy Goldstein at four o'clock. Oh. <laughs> Just a little joke. You a pop, little joke, you? Paul. Oh, no, it's a little you, joke. You comedians. <laughs> you comedians. Well, you can, you can, uh, Andy can come looking for you. Him and he will, I'm, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Thank you, Gavin. All the best. Good to talk to you. Oh, likewise. Thanks, lads. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We asked you a couple of things today. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, has, has quite lofty ambitions, and it's not, as he's been accused of by uh, France Football's managing editor, that he wants to get more Ballon d'Ors than um, Messi. That's his life's work. He says his biggest ambition is, and we quote, to leave his name... Uh, written in golden letters in the history of world football. But some of us have much more kind of mundane. Exactly. Put the USB stick in the right way up, Paul. That's just the kind that, of thing. Just that sort of thing. Just those those sorts of things. You've you've, you've given us some fairly mundane ones uh, this afternoon, so do keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. Some madman came on earlier on and said he dreams one day of having a separate sock and pants drawer. But, Two you know, drawers. He, he realises. He realises he's a dreamer. <laughs> um, and we also asked you, um, what was after the same? Where, oh yeah, where, the golden letters. He yeah, says where, the gold el- where else anyone was was uh, was if you'd had your name engraved somewhere Have or you, you were immortalised, you were on a, um, an honours board somewhere. And this is a uh, Gaz, the Wolves fan from Telford, uh, won the Golden Glow Stick Award for best hardcore rave MC. Just missed out yeah. that year, did you, Paul? That's right. That was the year you missed out. Neither did I. The best hardcore rave MC, yeah. the Jailhouse Nightclub in Hereford. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you played there, Charlie? Where are you going? The Jailhouse Nightclub in Hereford. Can you get yourself up there next week? Just 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 yeah. minutes in the You'll snow, You'll never Charlie. get out. You'll yeah. never leave. That's right. Uh, my name was printed in the frame on the paper it came in. So took it down to Timpson's, other engravers are available, and got my artist name, MC Gazzy J. <laughs> MC Gazzy J. Yeah, here we go. Hold on tight. MC Gazzy J in the house, engraved in gold, gold to go in the frame. <laughs> engraved in gold. You can do the whole thing. Engraved like in that, gold right? in the frame. Still my brother's the treatment. Let me hear you go. me scream. All the ladies to date from Gaz the Wolves fan in Telford. Let me hear it for the Wolves. Yeah. Are you glad all over? <laughs> oh, Charlie, you're good. You're good, this. There's some music radio gigs waiting for you. <laughs> Funny enough, we had a quite personal one coming from Gareth, and yeah, I think there is I a... I saw this, yeah. I think there is um, a compliment in there somewhere. <laughs> looking at the new TalkSport app, shows pictures of the presenters. I'm surprised that Charlie Baker is better looking than his voice suggests. <laughs> what was he expecting? Like, where's all gummage or something? I, I, just, I thought just like, maybe... Hello there, welcome to TalkSport. I think he saw Charlie Higson in Ted and Ralph. <laughs> yeah. He saw <laughs> you. He saw you as a bit like that. A bird's nesting in my beard or something like that. <laughs> he probably saw you. Some worms yeah, coming yeah. out of my shoes. Jeremy says, as a rabid sports fan, I'm so pleased that my name is engraved twice on the Royal Canadian Curling Club Sunday Mix Trophy. Oh, lovely. Only thing I've ever won, wow. school included, he it's says. It's great when you win something, isn't it, Paul? So your name great. has ever been in lights. Uh, do let us know this afternoon. And yeah. you're, you're kind of more mundane. Um, uh, 
ambitions. Yeah. Genji's been on uh, from Bristol. I dream of finishing a cup of tea before it goes cold. Oh, do you know what's worse than that? Yeah. Running a bath, and you get in it, and it's cold. Really? And you've run a cold bath, Paul. There's nothing worse. Once or twice a year, I'll do it. Have you run a cold bath, oh. or have you run a bath that was once, hot and let it get cold? One, no, once or twice a year, I'll accidentally run a cold bath. What an idiot. Do you get in it then? Yeah, and you put Good. one foot in and then, oh, God. So what do you do? I'm, 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 this is a really interesting conversation, <laughs> but what I'm guessing you do is run quite a lot of water out and then put hot yeah, in put hot and in, then Paul, get in the and bath. Then get in and then keep the yeah. hot tap going. Yeah. Just hot. This is why you'll probably be known at the O2 as Charlie Put Your Shoes On. <laughs> this bit isn't the bit, no? Charlie Cold Bath. Okay, here we go. Here he is. Put your shoes on. Imagine that. They said, boy, you know, it was like 70 quid a ticket. And I, I wanted much more. I wanted to see. I didn't, the, the Cold Bath stuff was terrible. It just went nowhere. like new material. I don't know what he was on about. Why did he do new material? 70 quid a ticket in the O2. Just, just give us more stuff about not having do any shoes. Do the shoes, shoes stuff just again, mate. Do the shoes stuff. That's what we came for. Cold bath. Cold anyway, bar rubbish. Uh, we move on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Uh, your um, mundane ambitions. Uh, this one's not that mundane. Actually. Okay. Kevin says, ever since I got into heavy metal 35 years ago, I've always wanted to actually play a live gig. Oh, I've yeah. decided that next year this will happen. Do it. I have the band name, Wolfsargon. I mean, Wolfsargon. I, I don't know what it means. It sounds it's got a bit Germanic and heavy metal. Yeah. And a drummer. As a drummer and a name. This probably seems mundane to oh. some, but remember the name. What Wolf does Kevin Sargon. do? What does Kevin do? I don't know. Is he a singer? Is I he imagine he's going to be singer. there. I wonder if he's in the. Wolfsargon. Probably in that sort of. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Thrash Death. Old Barney. Big yeah, Villa lovely. fan. Talking of Villa fans. Okay. Is he in the Thrash Mail, Rupert? Or? Well, let's find out. Uh, Rupert Bell joins us now. Thrash metal, Rupert. Uh, death metal. Where do you stand on that? Um, for once, for once, I'm not able to offer anything. <laughs> you haven't on got this that particular, particular hat. That's no. one now, hat. For you, once, I, what, that's one hat. You thrash. Don't. What is it? We're looking what, for what a thrash metal it? correspondent. Yeah, we are. <laughs> let's turn now to our death metal correspondent, Rupert Bell. <laughs> Thrash metal, is it, is it fun? <laughs> just, put, just next time you do a commentary, just put the microphone very, very yeah. close to your lips. Some of the songs are like two seconds long. Right? Yeah, they are. <laughs> it would be like imagine it in a very, very short flat race. Anyway, we'll move on, Rupert, because there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. In all seriousness, one of them is uh, Tiger Woods, and more or less admitting that um, as a ma- his days as a major force, effectively in golf. Uh, are gone um, and, and letting us know just how serious the injuries were from that car accident he had. Well, I mean, I think first and foremost, when you see footage of that car accident mm. that happened with Tiger Woods driving on his own um, at, at, at quite a speed, how he actually survived in the first place, I think is extraordinary. But it was obviously touch and go, a really serious break to one of his legs, his right leg. And as a result, you know, it's time when he might have even lost it. But it's so it's a long rehabilitation process. We did see pictures of him hitting a golf ball the other day. But I think, as everybody knows, you know, he had back problems, which he managed to get back to playing quite well and doing all right. And there's no two ways about it. But this, as he said, is an Everest that he's not going to climb again. So he might make it to tournament level. But in many ways, this long road might just see him playing a few seniors events down the line because... It, I think it would be slightly unedifying, even if mm-hmm. a sort of half-fit Woods is out there hobbling around or whatever way it is. 
You know, I, I just, that's not what we want to remember. It's a, so, it's a touch of the Monty Python night about him, isn't there? You know, <laughs> I'm just, just a Nick, it's just a Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact he's, he's I mean, he'll, yes. he'll pick and choose. He says he'll pick and choose his, yeah. his tournaments. Uh, and that's the way it's likely to, to well, go from his point of view. I mean, how, how I mean, what do you think the criteria will be, Rupert? Well, he's an egg. I mean, what we'll see probably is he might play a few exhibitions hmm. and then to see whether he is half competitive that would have to be the way forward um you know and they are you know we just seen the uh kepka uh, de Shambo match last week you know so there are potential opportunities for him to see if he has got any you know can be a competitive against the modern player the fully fit player because if he still has got a bad leg um you know and his body anyway will have taken an absolute pounding from that accident he's got the bad back he's had endless and operations throughout his career. I just don't think we want to see him hobbling or just playing the shadow of his former self because no. when he was at his pomp, he was just extraordinary. And, and that's what I think we all want to remember rather than just, a, 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 you know, the sort of Gloria Swanson, the faded superstar that we all go and see hoping, but really it's mm. all a bit sad in the end. It's the yeah. golf courses that got smaller. There we are, bringing it back, <laughs> bringing it back to Sunset uh, Boulevard. Um, yeah. Now, uh, we did, uh, on another topic, yeah. please put on your uh, jockey silks quickly, Rupert, oh, yeah. as we turn right, to right. one of your other uh, interests. And the uh, serious subject of the BHA uh, Independent Disciplinary Panel, uh, who will be uh, hearing from Bryony Frost and from Robbie Dunn. In the, uh, they'll, they'll be talking about the culture, the weighing room, all the fallout from... Uh, the bullying uh, accusations that have gone on. Quite, quite a few people writing about this today because, you know, lawyers will be involved, uh, you know, talking about both of them, firing questions for their for their client. Uh, you know, reputationally, there's a lot of stuff going to be aired that probably neither of them will like. Uh, no, and racing won't like either. No. Because it's, in essence, it's Robbie Dunn, 36-year-old sort of, you know, I don't want to be disparaging, but you're a journeyman, hardworking, grafting, grafting, no nonsense jump jockey, calls a spade a spade, gets on, you know, and basically he's been having a spat with Bryony Frost over a couple of race riding incidents. And she's then accused him basically of bullying. There was a 120 page in, a report produced by Guy Chris Watt, but he's now left the BHA. There are times when Robbie Dunn is alleged that someone rang him and said, uh, if you carry on as the way you are, we're going to break your legs with all these allegations of Bryony Frost. It's a very unsavoury um, situation. And the BHA have been dragging their feet. And it came to light last year at Boxing Day when after uh, Bryony Frost won the King George on Frodon, she said there was a lot of negative things going on. And this is obviously what it's in relation to. There is going to be this lengthy hearing. Mm. Uh, and Robbie Dunn has plenty of support within the weighing room, including, it would seem, from a number of female jockeys. Brani Frost does seem to not have that many friends within the weighing room. But she is quite right if she feels that she has been subject to uh, a continuous harassment in many ways and bullying from Robbie Dunn to bring this to everyone's notice. So it is going to be the old school way of, you know, the senior jockeys would tell the young jockeys what they did wrong. Well, maybe that's not fit for quite the way it works now because the world has evolved. 
you know, there were times when if Peter Scudamore or Tony McCoy said to a young jockey, don't do that, you know, that never Peter Scudamore allegedly was never come up uh, on the inside of me when I'm coming to a fence. Mm. So there was all, you know, that the senior had the rule with their experience and learn. And so this is what is all part of the culture. The younger jockeys normally get educated. And I've spoken to Lizzie Kelly about it. She knows that when she started out, she would take note of what the senior jockey said to her. Now, clearly what is aggrieved Bryony Frost, and this will all come out, the alleged that the way that he went about it, she perceived to be bullying. Yeah, I mean, it's a six-day hearing and then it's taken long enough to get to this stage, so I, I, I doubt there'll be a resolution to this anytime soon, but we, we'll keep an eye on that, I'm sure. And finally, Rupert, you're off to Villa Park tomorrow night to see the return of Jack Grealish. I mean, I, I imagine he'll get a great reception, won't he? Um, well, um, just yes, he will, because <laughs> uh, I think... Yeah, I think he will. Um, look, there might be the sort of bad boy boo, you know, that thing, and that's all right, because I think he will expect it. But he, at heart, we know he is a huge Villa fan. It will be an emotional moment. He talked about being in tears when he left for 100. There were 100 million t- reasons for those tears. Mm-hmm. But he left um, with every... We understood that he had to move on. And now with a Stephen Gerrard era upon us, you know, we have a chance to rebuild. We've done all right. I am really excited about going to the game because also my brother is a Manchester City supporter and it would be nice to put one over him. (laughs) Have Jack Grealish walking away from Villa Park with the tail between his legs and Stephen Gerrard remains three from three. Uh, You know, so happy days. But I go with a great deal of optimism. But I will look, I love watching Jack Grealish in a Villa shirt. And occasionally when I see him doing his stuff for City, I'd say, yes, he is one heck of a player. I realise that. But tomorrow, I just hope he has an absolute stinker. You sound like you're warming to Stephen Gerrard after initially being a bit yeah, sceptical. Sure, well, hey, every football fan is like this, isn't they? <laughs> you know, go, you know, he's unknown goods. But I have to say, he's played every card right at the yeah. moment. And the players have responded. And look, okay, the bubble will have burst eventually, um, but let's the, the the difference. And I don't. It's not Dean Smith. I think they just got stale. But Dean Smith clearly is a good manager because he's giving some hope for for um, Norwich. So, um, but I think you know we do want to get, as they say, the dreaded next level. If Steve Gerrard, um, you know, you sense how ambitious he is, um, and we'll go along with him hoping that he can continue to galvanise the squad as he is. But tomorrow night, wrapping up warm, can't wait. There's a little bit of extraneous noise on your line, Rupert, yeah. as we chat to you. And Ian Danta says, it sounds like Rupert's clicking casino chips yeah, while you're we've talking got, we've to got that. Oh, I was trying to open some sweets we've had. And yeah. we've had um... I like the idea of Rupert sitting there playing a hand of poker while he chats to us. Can you ask Rupert to stop playing with that abacus? That's from Jeff, <laughs> from Nigel. Well, no, I'm, I'm trying to click for some thrash metal or whatever. Oh, right, yes. Just okay. so clicking I can talk through. to Ian. And I'm surprised yeah. me and Danta will now don't, no doubt be ringing me to say, mm. I can play you some of those oh, tracks. Yeah, lovely, well, you know, go and check it out, Rupert. I'm, I'm sure it's right <laughs> up your street. Look out, it's a band called Napalm Death. Yeah, they're the ones. <laughs> Um, death metal. But Barney is a big Villa fan. He's a he's a fellow Villa fan. So you'll be you'll be supporting the Villa by listening to People some of the blaming music. me, uh, thinking it's me eating now. No. I'm not, it's not Charlie no, it's, eating. It's, it's, you're Rupert, not that noisy and eating, are you? Rupert, he's opening sweets. Yeah, got, got a whole bag of Quality Street. In yeah. Front of well, enjoy the game tomorrow, Rupert. Box. Thanks for joining oh, us. I'm I'm actually off to go and see the Body Hacker now. So oh, lovely. <laughs> who's who's the Body Hacker? Well. <laughs> 
Don't ask. But he's a man who tries to keep me in shape so oh, I can go right. to a thrash metal gig. Yeah, oh, okay, fantastic. Stuff. So you can, yeah, you feel free to stage dive. The, the Body Hacker would be a good name for a oh, yeah. death metal band. Actually, wouldn't it? the well, Body Hackers. Well, I'm not sure. Well, Rupert, Rupert Bell and the Body Hackers. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, I've just no, looked none up. Of this. I've just, I've just looked it up, and I'm, I'm not comfortable with it, Rupert. We'll leave you to it. Thanks very much. Very good. Bye bye. There we are. Always check, takes a turn, doesn't it? Yeah, it always takes take, a oh, that's turn. A good, that, yeah, that really took did. a turn. Took a good turn. So um, you've, you've googled the wrong thing, have you? There. Well, I looked up. I, I looked up. Anyway, let's hope he's not going there. <laughs> Don't go there, Rupert. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Wolfie's been in touch. Oh, yeah, and seems okay. to have embraced something and has put a great deal of thought into something that, at the moment, is not going to happen. Oh, um, he said, "I now." Um, I now can't get the song New Shoes out of my head. Surely it's perfect for Charlie's walk-on music at the oh, O2. All you've got to do is put your shoes on. Now. That's right, yeah. Exactly. The, the Charlie Baker put your shoes on tour. Could be a, could be a Especially while, if Charlie can do it on himself on an acoustic as he walks out from the side of the I stage. I don't actually do a bit of material about the new <laughs> shoes. It was just a small little a throwaway bit, bit Paul, wasn't yeah, it? You know, Put it your was. shoes on. A few more things have come in about my appearance, Paul. Jesus... Colbrook Royals vets. It's probably a Hazus, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Hazus. Now, just see, just seen picture of you on the Talksport radio app because someone was surprised at what I looked like, expecting yeah, me they to. They said you you look better than your voice. Yeah, which don't, was a bit don't know why, but I thought you might be a bit taller. How can you tell from an app? <laughs> How can you tell? I mean, I'm not very tall. I will say that, you know. It's, uh, You're not the tallest of men. No, and we, we've we've also had Paul. We've also had uh, where is it? Uh, oh yeah, because uh, earlier on we were discussing. With that, about them changing the uh, the toss in cricket. You know, they were yeah, saying, we were know. chatting to Tony Shebeki. In case you weren't listening, what they're what they're planning to do, what, what has been suggested by a boffin uh, in Australia, is that you you toss the coin, yeah, and then obviously you have to call, and the person that loses the toss. I, mean, I suppose it depends on the format, doesn't it, really, yeah. of a game. But let's say it was a T20 game. You could say, oh, uh, OK, then, um, and you, you'd come up with a figure. Say it's, I don't know, 10, 15 runs yeah. on the basis of losing the toss. You think that's the handicap. And then that goes back to the captain who won, who can then choose to battle based bowl, on yeah. that 15 runs whether to battle or bowl. David Burden's been in touch on this very thing. Wins toss, OK, 20 runs behind if you bat first. Yeah, OK, fine. All out. Minus five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which could easily happen, couldn't it? It could do, Didn't yeah. Scott didn't bother the scorebook. I'm not sure. It's just overcomplicated. But as I said, any sport that's got Duckworth-Lewis Stern in it, you can't worry about overcomplicating <laughs> no, no, exactly, things, yeah. can I think, you? I think it's... Uh... Now, um, we reached out to these people, but they didn't get back to us. Maybe you could argue that's probably a good thing, oh. considering what, what, what they do and the level of violence involved in okay. what they do. But in a controlled environment. Because this is the people who organise the world shin kicking oh, competition. Oh, stuff this is right up my street, Paul. Yeah, it, 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 it basically been on hold uh, because of COVID. Because yeah. obviously, if you're going to kick someone in the shins, yeah. you're going to be pretty close. You've to got them, to be really. quite, yeah, unless you've got unless long, you're crouchy, unless, unless you've got long legs. Yeah, that's it. Um, now, yeah, part it's part of the uh, Cotswold Olympics. Yeah, lovely. Uh, so we've got the cheese rolling, we've got the cheese rolling, shin yeah. kicking. Yeah. What we else? can't do the cheese rolling, that's been outlawed, it's too dangerous. Oh, but it is, yeah, there's yeah, a brilliant yeah. documentary on it on Netflix, yeah. actually. Well, our old, yeah, old yeah. mate Andy Smart uh, did it, said it was, you know, uh, and he's a man who'll take on anything, and he, it was a bit, a bit too dangerous <laughs> for him. But yeah, the Cotswold Olympics, and uh, it's the world shin kicking contest, so you'd be surprised to hear the idea is to kick other people in the shins. Mm. Um, oh, they must be wearing shin pads. 
I don't believe. I don't think so. Paul. Sort of I think the, pro- probably the point is that you don't wear shin pads sort of unless they've got those little ones that using. Jack Grealish wears. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. And, so, and what was the story about it? Just uh, well, we just wanted to talk to them, find out a bit. Yeah, the they, kind of questions they, I'm asking you, Charlie, because you're they normally don't come from on. that part of the world. Well, they just they haven't come back to us. I mean, I would have thought they'd be. They probably don't feel they need the publicity. <laughs> Maybe they feel it's got, <laughs> got a, plenty. a big enough global outreach without coming on the talk sport. But yeah, it's um, it's effectively two. Two people facing each other, kicking th- each I other. I think in I've the seen shoes. it. I think they have to hold each other's arm. Well, watching a game of football in about 1972. <laughs> yeah. One of them probably involving Leeds. I yeah. think they have to hold each other's arms, yeah. and then they. I don't know if they put on some mu- slow music, yeah. <laughs> like "Let's Get It On" or something, you know. Yeah. And then they have to try and, you know. I wonder if it's first to retire, just like oh, no, I can't, can't take any more shin kicking. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want any more shin kicking. Um, in uh, uh, my dad uh, used to have a garage when we were kids, and he sponsored a bike race. Oh yeah, he sponsored a, a bike race, um, and it was the bike race was at the re- uh, hill climb mm. up Widdicombe Hill, which is a very is steep. It anything to do with Josh? Is that, that is, no, 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 they don't own the hill. Although yeah. looking at his, who do you think you are? They could prob- do, yeah. probably he do. Could probably lay claim to it now, as after he was his direct descendant of uh, Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Anyway, Whittacombe Hill is like a sort of twenty percent hill, like a really like yeah. tough, tough old hill. And all these cyclists turned up, and you know they raced up this hill. And we're talking sort of uh, very early nineties, I think, like that. Whittacombe Hill, really, really tough, horrible hill. Mm. One bloke turned up back of a, an old mini club, but not the new mini club, and the old mini clubman. Yeah, where you had the the back doors that opened outside. Oh yeah, yeah. And he pulled out this bike, and it looked like he built, made this bike himself, basically. Mm. Put this bike together, got on it. Went up the hill about a minute faster than anyone else. Wow. Like, absolutely thrashed everyone. And that bloke was Chris Baldwin. <laughs> he was. He was. Is it? <laughs> this is true. This is, this is a true story. It's so, true. It's true. This Chris Baldwin I turned up. I didn't see that story no. finishing, and that man was. <laughs> what a great story. We'll take that. That man was. And he turned up, oh, and he yeah. ran twice as fast as anybody else, and that man was Adam Jamini. <laughs> it's just, there's always stories like that. You'll never guess and who that, it was. And that man was. He scored 12 goals, got back in his car, and he went, and that man was. Jezinho. Yeah. I mean, just in the yeah. in the middle of Shropshire, yeah. who would have no, thought it? Middle yeah. of Devon, middle of nowhere. I think I think my dad had put a, some sort of prize money on. I've no idea what. We should probably get him on and tell the story better yeah. than me. But uh, he, he can tell us about his world's longest uh, pee competition. We haven't, got, we haven't got time for him to come on okay. and tell the story. Um, but uh, yeah, so he turned up, built this bike, built this bike himself. Well, he's the hill. Boardman bikes are big yeah, sellers, aren't and they? And then he went and won the Olympics. And we were like, ooh, is that bloke? Amazing, wow. And then when you see he him in the Olympics... He had a better bike when he won the Olympics, though. <laughs> yeah. That would have well, been a bit Alf Tupper the Tough of the Track, <laughs> yeah, otherwise. But... The idea that he'd turn up at the Olympics uh, with yeah. a hand-built bike that he went up <laughs> well, he a hill in Whittacombe Hill on, yeah. You might imagine that. We're in the middle of Devon. Look at that, Chris. Yeah. He's in the Olympics now. Wow. Told you it was fast. That's a good story, Yeah, thank you, Paul. I wasn't expecting it to end. And that bloke was Eddie Merckx. May as well have been, you know. In Whittacombe Hill, he was travelling the world as a kind of uh, hired gun, just making money (laughs) from uh, from car dealers. Bike for hire. Yeah, what about that? Um, Ralph Ranyuk, when he checks out... Ralph Ranyuk. That was the other thing we asked you about today. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you're a ventriloquist, that's really hard to say. But, I mean, you're unlikely to to feature in your act, is it really? How often are you going to talk about Ralph Ranyuk? Can you say, put your your shoes on? (laughs) Put your shoes on. Uh, Anyway... 
Uh, the reason I bring this up is that he's got a thing about tattoos. Uh, what everybody's doing at the moment, because he, apart from the sort of normal platitudes you get when someone gets a new job uh, via the club website, yeah. everybody's... And he's... he's Because he's an interesting character, he's been interviewed a lot over yeah. the years and he's done lots of different things. Did a big thing on the coach's voice, big interview, been saying, just did stuff for the... Uh, for the athletic as well, so he's been interviewed lots. So there's lots of things, and so yeah. we, we kind of know a lot about what he thinks. And he's got a problem with tats, has he? Yeah, he doesn't like players with a lot of tattoos, and quite a few of the Manchester United players are multi-tatted, aren't they? Every really? footballer's got tattoos. Yeah. I think there's very few. Uh, I think it's Ronaldo who hasn't. He sees players who have them as attention-seeking. And not team players. Oof. So, I mean, some of the things are already saying about Cristiano Ronaldo and his role in the sort of pressing team. I mean, if he once he takes the shirt off and he sees the tattoo thing. Well, has he got a lot of tattoos, Ronaldo? He's, he's got none. He hasn't got any. Ronaldo's got none. Well, Famously got none. Perfect. In that exactly. case, one man the, team. He'll be the first name on the team sheet. <laughs> because new research, uh, we, we may be speaking to the boffin behind this, which is coming out of uh, Finland's Helsinki University Hospital, is that tattooed footballers, they score 42% more goals than players without tattoos. Um, but they're also more likely to get a yellow card. Uh, because the kind of machismo maybe of oh. the body art they claim. So t- this guy's done all the research. Yeah, um, I think everyone, nearly everyone you meet, has a tattoo now, Paul. It's not, it's yeah, not, not special anymore. Everyone. I would say a, a large majority. You got one? Charlie? I've got none, Paul. I've got, I haven't got one. Oh, no, I haven't got, no, nearly I haven't slipped. Got one. No, I haven't got one. Nearly no, I slipped. I haven't. I haven't uh, um, I've got one of uh, Joe Grealish, who I mentioned earlier on. Joe Grealish. Did you I said I can only apologise. Joe Grealish. <laughs> There's probably a Joe Grealish in the Grealish family. <laughs> Can only apologise. Jack's know uncle Joe joins we, us we on line talk three. <laughs> Good old Joe Grealish. <laughs> anyway, um, anything else you want to discuss, Charlie? That's all I've got. That's all I've got. I've got no tattoos, Paul. You got no tattoos. Got, um, I might get one when I get, you, old, when I get really old. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the wrong the, time to I do it. Why? Because they're going to sag, aren't they? Anyway, so you may as well get like, like one when What's it's going to sag. Well, your skin's going to oh, go. Okay, isn't it? right. Okay. In the eighties, going to do everything. Where are you going on the arm? What <laughs> are you yeah, thinking? I like, I'd like a sailor's one, like a what, fisherman's like a, one, an anchor, an anchor, Would you an like anchor that? on one arm, an old you know, school, and my wife's name in a big heart on the other arm, just That's... like Popeye, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do people still go in for them? I wonder. People still going for a couple yeah, of old school, yeah, Popeye tattoos. And apparently, there's a star or like a dolphin, you know, yeah. swallow. You know, well, it's been lovely things. chatting to you. <laughs> and um, the bus is running later than I thought, but uh, it's been... Honestly, you meet some interesting people. I'll tell you what, I hope to see I you again. I gave you the Chris Boardman I anecdote. To, I, That's gone out of me I, I do after to, dinner. I do hope to see you again. And it's been... And uh, I'll, I'll still dine out on the Chris Boardman. I'll tell it like it's my own. You can take that, Paul. There we are. Bit of a quiet day, as you probably gathered. <laughs> but there's still Premier League football to be yes, played. Lovely. Looking and we'll forward be, to that tonight. Uh, re- we'll be looking at the game between Leeds United uh, and Crystal Palace. I wonder if Leeds are still doing what they want. If the players, the current, I wonder if Bielsa has taken a leaf. If you ever go and find this old footage, it's it's amazing. I doubt if it still goes mm. on. And old school Leeds fans will remember this. It's the soaping down of the Leeds players. Ooh. Players, the Leeds players would sort of lie on the bench and uh, Don Revy and Les Cocker, the physio, mm. they would soap them down quite vigorously. Yeah. They'd be lying on the I'm not going to Google this, Paul, because I don't, I don't know where <laughs> I'll end up. It's an amazing bit of footage, kids, if you've never seen it. It's quite amazing, of, of um, Les and Don 
A comp- honestly, and I think it's uh, it's it's Big Jack in this particular case. Oh. Getting, I think he's probably got a ciggy on Soaping Jack because he's on down. A proper full yeah. length soap. It's like they're at the like at, like they're at the Turkish baths. Yeah, it's. it's I'm not googling any of these things <laughs> you've just said. Go and check it out. I don't want to. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon show. Charlie, you're back on uh, Thursday. Uh, yeah, uh, Andy, with me uh, tomorrow. So um, thanks for joining us. If you can join us on one tomorrow, great. If not, podcast available around four o'clock. Have a good night. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.